Steelers fans. You wanted the best, you got the best. The hottest show on the net, podcast. All right, Kiss Army. You wanted the best, you got the best. Now close your eyes. You're about to be podcast. Hello and welcome to your podcast. This is Gary Schaller. And I'm Ken Mills. And this is podcast number 45. Kiss is back in the studio and they're going to be working in the studio and doing a bit of touring this year. But uh, Gene and Paul have both been speaking about the album. Of course, we're getting the typical, it's Destroyer meets Revenge meets Sonic Boom. So are you excited? You know, which, which, if it's Destroyer meets Revenge meets Sonic Boom, I am excited. I, I think those are three excellent records. As long as it's new material and it doesn't suck, I'm, I'm very happy. You know, the fact that they mentioned three records that I really like is pretty cool. Here's a clip of Gene from 95.5 KLOS, The Mark and Brian Show. We have been reading report after report and, and quotes from various band members of KISS, including you, on how great this new album is going to be. Really is no hype here. It's just coming out really strong. There's a song called Wall of Sound, another one called Teller Hallelujah. It uh, harkens back to a kind of destroyer meets revenge kind of record. Very exciting. So he mentioned two new song titles, possibly, Wall of Sound and Hell or Hallelujah. What do you think, Gary? I think that those are, those are probably Gene songs. You know? I would imagine. Yeah. Wall of Sound sounds like it came out, it came out of Gene's head because that's a... I mean, isn't that a reference to um, Phil Spector? I would believe it would have to be on right. some level. Yeah, and Hell or Hallelujah sounds like one of those Gene titles, like Hell or High Water. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, That's great. I mean, you know, this. I remember the first time I heard Sonic Boom that one of the coolest things that, that I thought while it was starting to play was it's so good to have new Kiss you know, music that I don't know all the words to, that I can't predict what's coming next. I love this part of it, you know, when we're you know, getting these song titles and wondering who's singing what. Me too. For anyone who's studied the notes in Kiss Alive, and I'm not talking about the little ones that the members of the band wrote, which are great, but anyone who's studied all the liner notes of Kiss Alive uh, remembers seeing uh, uh, Kiss uses Pearl Drums, Gibson Guitars, because they want the best, all that kind of stuff. And, you know, the drums and the guitars and the kinds of instruments and uh, who makes them, how they're made, that's always been a very big part of history for a lot of fans. Um, But we wanted to bring you an interview with someone who is responsible for some of Paul Stanley's guitars. And this is not just a tech interview where he talks about, you know, how the guitars are made or or, or any of that stuff. You know, like anything we bring you on podcast, this is going to be about Kiss. It's going to be about being a Kiss fan. And it's going to be about someone who helps make it happen. Uh, Ken, why don't you let us know who you spoke to? We recently spoke to Eric McKenna. He is a Pittsburgh native, and he founded Boogie Street Guitars back in 1999, and he's been working with Paul Stanley uh, almost exclusively the last few years on the Parker and Washburn guitars. He's been doing the guitars that Paul has been designing. Uh, His website is www.boogiestreet.com, and you can catch him on Facebook at www.facebook.com. We caught up with Eric, who recently saw Kiss and filmed them at the Hollywood, Florida show. So here we are. Hey, folks, this is Eric McKenna with Boogie Street Guitars, and you're listening to Podkist.
Well, here we are at the Indie Expo, and we're sitting here with a very special guy. His name is Eric McKenna of Boogie Streets Guitars, and you are famous for what reason in the Kiss world? Uh, I don't know if I'm famous or not, but um, uh, we work with Paul Stanley on a lot of his custom guitars, mm -hmm. uh, doing some unique things. As you know, we play his Washburn guitars, right. and Boogie Street's got a unique operation with Washburn, and, and that we take their designs and their models and customize them according to how the artist likes it. Right. And Paul being the biggest uh, artist, obviously, we work with, uh, it's just been a really great run since about 2006. So. Now, were you a Kiss fan as a child? Or? Like, yeah, absolutely. Like, like, everyone, like probably every one of us that yeah. were here, absolutely. My story is kind of unique in that it was just the story of a young kid growing up, loving the band, and having it. Paul was pretty much my childhood idol. And here we are all these years later. I get the opportunity to know him, work with him, and I can actually, you know, call him a friend, which is absolutely amazing. And did you ever think in your wildest dreams that would happen? No. I, I will tell you, when I started Boogie Street back in 99, we were doing used guitars and vintage guitars. Then I got into the design element of it, started working with Washburn. And at that time, Paul was not with Washburn. He had left. So I used to chide the owner of the company for many years, you know, bring him back. And finally, they did in 2006, and uh, I just the moment he came back, I knew it was just destined that I was going to work with him. And sure enough, we, we've done custom guitars on the Preacher side, which was the first thing we did for the Live the Wind Tour, because that kind of coincided when we started working together. And then uh, now we're working with the Kiss Guitars, and it's just uh, it's been an amazing ride. How has being associated with Paul helped your business? Oh, you cannot underestimate the power of the Kiss Nation. I mean, the Kiss Army, you can't underestimate it. Um, it was. Uh, we had done a lot of work with um, other artists before Paul had come back to Washburn. Uh, Nick Catney's from Black Label Society. We were very strong with the BLS crowd. Uh, Scott Ian of Anthrax. We had all the Anthrax uh, contingency working with us. We did some limited work with Roger Waters. That was the first artist we did. So we, we've really seen the gambit of, of fan bases, but there's nothing can touch the Kiss Army. Nothing. It's from its, from its scope, from its size. And um, they've been tremendously good to Boogie Street, and thus we do all we can to serve them and make, make sure their guitar buying experience is the best on the web. What is it like, as someone who was a fan, to see a guitar that you have taken from sketches? I, I assume Paul would sketch the guitar? Yeah, Paul's, Paul's definitely in charge of his designs. I mean, he's very hands-on. Like I'm sure people would assume with Gene, same, same thing, whether it's Kiss staging and the look and design. Paul, Paul owns his designs, which is unique for an artist. I mean, usually the manufacturer owns the designs, but in this case, Paul owns his designs. My relationship with him is basically this. He'll come to me, and this is what I want to do. You know, now, Eric, what do you want to add to this or customize it to fit certain niches in our demographic? You know, what, what kind of uh, really unique twists can we put on the guitars to make them totally unique? When I come up with ideas, I, we, it's a back and forth between him and I usually, and then whatever, you know, ultimately he gets final approval on, we run with. And then we have exclusivity for it, and that's what the Boogie Street does. So by having that exclusivity, we have a niche, just like I think the KISS fans have a niche in rock and roll. It's like, a, you know, let's face it, KISS fans have this united bond, mm -hmm. you know. And I think that that kind of um, camaraderie and loyalty to each other has permeated, and we've actually been welcomed into the KISS Army. And so for Boogie Street to even be associated with the KISS fan base is amazing. But I think it's that niche thing. You know, we're kind of a in the guitar uh, world, we're like a small little custom niche. And let's face it, Kiss fans, you know, they're, they're, they're the most unique fans in rock and roll. So that, that loyalty and that niche that they have, it's kind of like a, a bond between the two of us. What is it like uh, seeing a guitar that goes from sketches 
to actually seeing it on stage and video and I mean it becomes something larger than life. Yeah, the the most of the the story I guess everybody always asked me about was the Lift the Win tour. And I got up with Paul actually after the preacher the first the first demos and the prototypes of the preacher were made. That's when I connected with Paul and then you know, he we were in Pittsburgh and he sat down with me and we were talking about what can we do, how can we run with this? So as that tour was winding down on the States over the holiday, that the it'd be the winter of 06 into the January of 07, I had worked with Rudy Schlocker, president of Washburn. We took the preacher. Um, we did some unique things on the USA custom side, and then we developed what was known as the as now it's a pretty legendary guitar in Kiss World. It's the it's the uh, PS8500. Now, the idea was to create a very high-end import guitar, something that you know if you really didn't want to step up as a consumer and pay 3,500, 4,000 for USA. How about making something, quite frankly, just as good as the USA, but just manufacturing it elsewhere to try to keep the price down? We came up with this intermediate line preacher. And when I forgot the first prototype, man, I got two of them. We sent both of them out to Paul, and I, I, I expected him to come back with suggestions, refinements. I wasn't ready to go to to, to market with it, yeah. And uh, Fran, Fran's, uh, you know, uh, Paul's guitar tech, good friend of mine. Um, he called me at that time. He goes, Eric, uh, it's a hit. You know, he was in rehearsal today, and just Paul will be calling you. And I'm like, at that time, I had met Paul, but I never really, really had too many phone conversations. It's usually bouncing back with the email. I'm thinking, Paul's going to call me. How cool is this? You know? so, <laughs> so first time he called me, first time he called me, I missed the call. I, I got his voicemail, which I believe it or not, I think I still have it on my hard drive. I do. And it, it was, yeah, I missed the call. How, how much, how bummed out was I, right? I missed right, the call. Right. So, so after I finally connected with him, he said he loved it. He didn't want to change one thing. It was just a monster. It was playing better than his USA was, but he didn't want to give back. He wanted to take wow. it to Australia with him. So he made Fran like take it on the plane. So, so the he gear had already shipped. It. So he, when he went to the Australian leg of Lift to Win, the black guitar that he started the show with, ended the show with, and played probably two-thirds of the song, that was an import that I had made for him. A prototype. Yeah, it was a prototype. And, it was the, and that was the BSG 8500 model. And it was just, and to this day, the, we did two runs. A black run, which is sold out, and a white run, which I actually have a few here with me. But they are just monster guitars. Monster guitars. And you have your website. Mm -hmm. And is there any particular... Thing that you're going to be working on with Paul now? Yeah, the um, once once the Live to Win tour ended, you know he he had made a commitment uh, to go full on with Kiss. I think that was there was even some statements that he made that he sees nothing in his immediate future right now other than Kiss. So obviously the solo career, which I think will eventually come back again. There's no doubt in my mind. Right, right. But uh, once we did that, we turned right onto the Kiss side. So what what we have done is the USA Customs are made. Uh, his Kiss stage guitars were made so infrequently because of the cost involved. We made some very custom models with metallic paint, um, some different inlay and so forth. We have many more of those to come. But what we did was, the, as you know, the, the Paul's two famous guitars are the Millennium, which is the Rhinestone, right. and the Crack Mirror, which oh, yeah. has many incarnations going way right. back. Right. So the idea with, when I sat down with Paul was, why don't we look at making a very high-end import Crack Mirror and try to get it from a production standpoint as close to the USA 
the shards of glass, the inlay, and uh, it's tough. It's tough. It's tough to work with cracked mirror on their side of the world and have it shipped here and everything else. But through all this, through all this, we, we created what was known as the PS1900, mm -hmm. and we twisted it up a little bit by doing some unique things, like we used gold hardware on some of them. We used open coil humbuckers instead of closed. We took um, like the BC Rich that he played in the, in the 80s and the Iceman. We took all the little different attributes of those guitars and then we kind of blended into this this guitar. So um, it's unique. It's it's, a, it's its own little uh, niche in history, so to speak. Yes. Everybody's loved them. We're down to a handful left too. They've sold very well. Even in a bad economy that we're seeing globally, it is just a guitar that sold very well. So I'm real proud of that. From here, we're looking at doing import Vs. The Visa, the latest project um, on the USA side, they're just great guitars, but obviously, you know, they're not. Everybody's not going to reach up, pay four thousand dollars for a guitar. So we need to bring that same type of quality to the masses, right? And that's the idea now. So the sky's the limit. The sky's the absolute limit. That's very cool. Now, now, as a member of the podcast, I I get a uh, free guitar from you. Right? Uh, yeah, they didn't mention anything about that to me, but uh, maybe well, we can work out something. You know, you know what I mean? Work something out later. You know? <laughs> I mean, I mean, I had a pretty good deal. I'd have to get on that myself. Absolutely. I'll tell you what. I'll share it with you. Since it's a little hot, a little hot, I think maybe we should call out the doctor. Now I'm talking about
was uh, the funny part is I just flew in from um, from the Hollywood show. Uh, really? I do a lot of How photo- was that? It was great. I do um, a lot of photography too. And uh, <coughs> you, uh, by the way, folks, he is an excellent photographer. Uh, well, it's a hobby. It's a hobby, but. Um, Gus has always had great photographers around them all, all the time, you know. I mean, and I, matter of fact, the guy's been handling most of the duty um, for the past five or six years. Al, you know, Al's, Al's just a good friend of mine, a real good friend of mine. So any chance I get to, to shoot the band um, and, and provide photos for them for whatever capacity they would like mm-hmm. to use them, it's flattering. It's very flattering. Yeah, definitely. But uh, I got a chance to spend a little bit of time with Paul down in um, at Soundcheck down the, before the show, and. Uh, he, I cannot stress to Kiss fans that they ever had a chance to meet. If you met him, you already know. Uh, right, right. If you haven't had a chance to meet the guy, and hopefully someday you will in the course of your your uh, your life. Yeah. He's an extremely, extremely wonderful guy and uh, extremely kind-hearted, and uh, but from a, he's he's a very astute businessman. And I've been, I've uh, been had, I've been kept on my toes the entire time I've worked with him because the guy demands quality. He wants nothing less than that. And uh, as a business uh, partner, he's been amazing. Do you have a website? Sure. You can check out. Yeah, absolutely. You can check us out at boogiestreet.com. Um, on Facebook, I think it's under Boogie. It's Facebook slash Boogie Street Guitars. And I've got also a business page and a personal page on there. Feel free to friend me on the personal side. It's Eric McKenna on Facebook. Uh, or, of course, Boogie Street Talk. You can check us out. Um, if you can't find us on the web, you're really not looking that hard because, I mean, I mean, we're, we're out there. We're out there. Well, we will put links to your website on our show notes. Awesome. And, uh, and any chance of you doing any work with Gene or Tommy? I mean, is Paul going to just hog you up, or is, is maybe you could do something? Like <laughs> I think Gene's got his his situation completely uh, taken care of. I mean, he's... Gene's, um, I don't think he has a use for someone like myself. I think Gene goes out and does everything himself. I think he likes that. Um, I, I, I wouldn't roll it out, but I will tell you that it's a lot of work. Paul's got my schedule completely full. And to work with my childhood hero, I mean, for, for Kiss, Kiss for me was always Paul Stanley. Most of I didn't like the other guys in the band. I mean, Ace was cool, and Eric, everybody had their focal their, their favorite. Yeah, and it was always to me like you know, it, it, like I mean, anybody probably listening to this, a lot of people can relate. I mean, I'm no different than a fan. I got lucky. I just got lucky. I'm a fan. You know, I'm still to this day I'm a fan. But Paul's voice and those early records were the soundtrack of my childhood, and that just never left me. It's never left right. me. Right. Well, thank you so much for being part of this. And uh, is, is 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 this your first expo? Yeah, this actually this actually is my first expo. The last expo I went to, I guess, was the official quote unquote Kiss convention in '95, '96. Back, in the, yeah. back 90, in the day, now. Yeah, '95. In fact, it was the Pittsburgh one was the last one. Yeah, yeah. And then I went to New York a couple of days later and filmed mm-hmm. Unplugged, and from there everything everything yeah. happened. But I just remember um, talking the talking to Bruce Kulick extensively there because I think we waited to the very end that day. That was a, that was a real special day. Special day. But this is my first Kiss Expo. I've known Keith um, and I think uh, Steve. Mm-hmm. known these guys for quite a while but um, they asked me this time, they said, hey, why don't you come out? Show people the, the Paul guitars and, and you know, and you know, promote Boogie Street a little bit and get to mingle and it's been a blast. I mean, this is going to be a good time. I, I, I want to touch on something real quick. I hadn't wasn't planning on doing this but you mentioned uh, that Paul was a childhood hero, and mm-hmm. you mentioned Keith LaRue and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And a lot of us have been able to, uh, if not work with KISS, in some way bring what we do for a living into the world of KISS. Mm-hmm. And it's weird because we have, you know, we, we all went from being just fans to 
taking KISS into a bigger world in a way. And what I mean by that is like in the 70s, KISS was huge, absolutely mind-blowingly huge. Mm-hmm. But in some ways, I feel that KISS is bigger than ever. Right and, now, I think. And, and I'm not saying that they're like Lady Gaga or whatever is hip and hot and happening, but KISS at this point has infiltrated the masses. Today we'll see people of all generations here, literally. And and KISS is in some ways bigger than ever. Do you find that to be true? No, there's absolutely no question to that. And, and, and a lot of people debate it. Um, it's a... Our mainstream way of, of life in this country is very, um, at times, very shallow, and at times, very um, the attention span of the American public, sadly, is not real deep. Right. So you have you have these artists like Justin Bieber and Lady Gaga, and there's a place for that. Right. But, it, but the staying power of those artists typically is is not much. It's not much. I mean, even if you take some of the, the quote, quote unquote largest bands that have been around. Like the last, even the last ten years, they come and they go. Right, I mean, right, and there right. are some great bands out there. Like you know, Creed was big for all yeah. Stone Temple Pilots. And, and, and Kiss even had their the ups and downs. downs. But what I, the point I'm trying to make is, you take you take Kiss with a very, in my opinion, from from an American standpoint, it's basically Kiss and Aerosmith. Left. Yeah, they are the, left, the, the two the two heavies that are, that are left. Point. There's no question. And I'll take Kiss any day in that in that equation. Uh, but. For them to go out at the pace that they do. Steven Tyler just cried somewhere. I'm, I'm, I'm sure. I don't, I don't think. I don't, I don't think Steven Tyler's too worried about what Eric, Eric McKenna says about him. Yeah, you know I mean. <laughs> but no, I mean, it, it, this band will not be stopped. And when they are, and when they are done, and when Paul and Gene are pretty much done performing. The, the band will live on in some capacity. There's no question. I don't know what that capacity is. I don't it's, think. I don't think they completely understand what it's, it's going to be. It's just it. too damn big to die. The, fan, I, the fans I won't let. I don't even think they could kill it. The fans won't let it die. Yeah. The fans won't let it die. Yeah. I mean, everybody here today is a testament to the love of this band. There's no other way to explain what's going on here today. You can talk about commerce and money-making opportunities, but all that doesn't matter if the fan base is not there. The rest yeah. of it goes away. But, but so, Kiss has really ingrained itself in American it's culture. America, it's Americana. It is Americana. It's, it's Americana, and it's funny because what used to be viewed at as maybe as when we were younger as maybe maybe a little bit dark, a little bit sinister, and all that. Exactly. It's um. I won't say it's turned into another example of Disneyland, but it's become much more family and family friendly, which would have been unheard of back in 35 the day. years ago. Well, well, here's the weird thing. Well, we all grew up with the band. Exactly. See? So exactly. now we have our children and, and look at Paul. Paul, I mean, I, I believe Gene and Paul are wonderful parents from just the outside. Getting to know Paul a little bit and uh, just seeing how he is as a human being. I mean, this, what, what a tremendous family man. So you can almost understand why they embrace this, not just for the, for a good business decision, but right. they truly believe in the generational uh, transition between the band. I mean, they, they understand it. That's you know? fantastic. What a, thank you so much for being part of this. Thank you for, for having enough interest to ask me. Well, hey, we, we are all in this together. Yes, and, we are. Uh, we are one, right? Yeah, exactly. Great way to put it. So here's a new feature for the podcast. Uh, this is sort of our editorial moment. Um, it's brought to us by someone who's an excellent writer and a, a member of the KISS Army for many years. Online, he's known as Necronomicon. Uh, his name is Matt Walters. He's a musician and producer, and his segment is called Mainline with Matt Walters. It's time for Mainline with Matt Walters.
Thanks, guys. It's become quite commonplace for KISS fans these days to deride Tommy Thayer as being less valid as a member of KISS for many reasons. He wears Ace Fraley's makeup. He steals Ace's old solos. He was a long-standing employee of Gene Simmons and KISS prior to being employed as a lead guitarist. And he played in a marginally successful, stylistically questionable hair metal band during the 1980s. It's an unfortunate take, in my opinion. And it's pretty hypocritical when it comes to how fans have evaluated original and replacement members previously throughout KISS's tenure. But on his own recent merits, and based on how the KISS army has welcomed other members of this band over the years, I feel as though Tommy Thayer should be finally given a fair shake by the fans. Let's start with the makeup persona issue, which is one that seems to never go away. Twelve years ago, right around the time of Psycho Circus's release, Paul Stanley and Gene Simmons were repeatedly asked why that album did not contain more songs with the sexual themes that had been so central to their 1970s canon. Their response was that they had grown quite a bit as songwriters over the years, and wanted to showcase that on a more sophisticated release that reimagined the group for the 1990s. It's an interesting take, and certainly one that seems apt when reviewing tracks like Within, Journey of 1000 Years, and Psycho Circus in particular. However, at the same time they were making their songwriting apparently more sophisticated and dynamic, they were requiring their two band employees to feature themselves on songs largely written and doctored as caricatures of 70s Kiss. Specifically, the track Into the Void would appear to be a solid offering that sounds like Ace Fraley channeling a new version of Shock Me. Although I and many other Kiss fans like this track, it's not really what Ace wanted. In fact, by all accounts, Ace Fraley submitted this more sophisticated sister among other demos, for this release, and was summarily rejected in favor of having him do a Spaceman song instead. See, Paul and Gene didn't want a 1998 Ace Fraley to be represented on this album. They wanted a dude wearing the Spaceman makeup, writing material that sounded like it was from 1977 to appear on this record. I think this is a crucial point. There's a huge double standard when it comes to the way that Paul and Gene required Ace Fraley to look, act, sound, and write in 1998, versus how Paul and Gene want Tommy Thayer to look, act, sound, and write in today's KISS. They are exactly the same vision, and neither one is what the person would necessarily be doing if self-directed. One look at the content of Fraley's stunning 2009 release Anomaly tells me everything I need to know about how much of Ace's modern work would fit into the scope of a 70s-style KISS release. Even the Persona track, Outer Space, has a drop D riff that wouldn't be anywhere near an album like Rock and Roll Over or Love Gun. If fans don't hold the edited version of Ace Fraley's Spaceman in 1998 against him, I'm not really sure how they can hold the edited version of Tommy Thayer's Spaceman against him today. Let's move on to point number two. Much of the criticisms lobbied against Sonic Boom are that Tommy Thayer plagiarized Ace Fraley's guitar work from previous KISS songs and came up with little original inventive lead guitar of his own. A lot of people have brought up the fact that Ace Fraley copped other solos during his career as well to counter this point, particularly with the 5 to 1 solo for She. However, there are two more important points to bring up in my opinion. First of all, Ace Fraley copped his own solos several times during the course of his tenure in KISS. And just to pick two examples off the top of my head, a part of the Deuce solo shows up in Two-Timer and then again shows up in Got Love for Sale. Into the Void briefly cops Ladies Room and 100,000 Years at the end of its solo. There are many other examples of this throughout history because Ace employed a pentatonic lead style, 
which is necessarily very self-similar because of its limited range. The original lead guitar work of KISS was frequently about recapitulating and emphasizing the same things over and over and over again. And again, I don't know why fans would hold this against Tommy if they don't hold it against Ace as well. It's also patently incorrect to say that Tommy Thayer didn't come up with a significant amount of original lead guitar work for Sonic Boom. Modern Day Delilah and Say Yeah are astounding and vital in their composition and execution. And when I listen to Never Enough, I hear a great guitar solo in a 70s style, not a ripoff of other elements from other 70s Kiss solos. The third reason people don't accept Tommy is because he was an employee of Kiss and Gene Simmons for so many years. Eric Singer, a drummer who has now seemed to be patently accepted for the reasons Thayer is not, was an employee of Paul Stanley in 1989 before he joined Kiss. Did that make him somehow unsuitable to be in Kiss? No. It made him a trustworthy choice that had earned respect and proven he could work in many capacities. Bruce Kulick got into Kiss because of who his older brother was. Does that make him unsuitable to be in Kiss? No. Everyone in Kiss since the Vincent era has been someone that has been associated with the band before they were ever in it. Why does that then matter for Tommy and not for everyone else who has joined since the 80s? Finally, point number four. Tommy was in a mediocre hair metal band in the 80s and therefore is an unsuitable choice to play lead guitar in Kiss. To Kiss fans, people like Bruce Kulick, Eric Carr, and Vinnie Vincent might be legends. But prior to joining Kiss, each had achieved relatively little in comparison to Tommy Thayer in the music industry. Vincent comes closest in being the staff songwriter for Happy Days and playing with past and future legends like Felix Cavaliere of the Rascals and Dan Hartman. But on his own, he wasn't able to do very much. Eric Carr was a stove repairman. Bruce Kulick was a relatively unknown player who had had some touring and band experiences, but little success to show for it. If KISS fans never pull up Dan Hartman's disco-infused, dated, instant replay YouTube as a way of debunking Vincent's entire tenure in KISS, then why is Black and Blue even relevant towards informing us as to how well Tommy Thayer fits in? Musicians frequently do anything to make it in the music industry, to borrow a popular phrase from history. And that means following trends until they are able to find their niche. If you'll recall, Paul Stanley and Gene Simmons did quite a bit of style hopping themselves before they found their calling. I don't know if Tommy Thayer will ever be accepted by the Kiss Army in the way that he should be, in the way that all other replacement members have been. Because of the visual aspects of him using the makeup designs, because of the perceived opportunism that surrounds his employment status, and because his lead work is relatively similar to Fraley's in the context he's asked to play in. However, I don't think Tommy Thayer deserves any more scrutiny than any other member of KISS past or present, and I think it's time we admit he's as vital a member as any replacement has ever been. This is Matt Walters, reporting from the Mainline. Interesting stuff there, Gary. Well, like it or not, uh, let us know your thoughts on what Matt had to talk about today at podkiss.com. You can also email us at podkiss at gmail.com. Gary, one, one of the coolest things we do from time to time is, is unearth some rare KISS interviews, and what do we have today? This is a 1979 interview when KISS were on the road in the Dynasty Tour, and this is Gene, Paul, Ace, no Peter, and this is an interview on the radio with uh, those three guys. It's a funny interview. It's definitely a very loose, laid-back kind of vibe, um, and it's out of the 
archives of the podcast, so give this a listen. Hey, Gene Simmons and Ace Frehley. How was that? Did I do well? You did great. Good. I've got your job. <laughs> I've got your job. I've got so much. I've got you, babe. I'll tell you right now, right now, would you guys mind if we open up the phone lines a little bit? Open up let's the phones. Let's, let's open them up. We want to talk to you. If we can't touch you, we can at least talk. Let's make All some right. money for the telephone company. Yeah, 421-9595 in Seattle. Call right now. We've got something right here from Ace you. wants to talk to you. But be clean. Don't don't be dirty. Unless you want to call us uh, separately, in which case you can get ah, I believe we have a phone call ready right now. <laughs> Hello, KJR. You're on the air with Kiss. Ace. Hello. <laughs> You're on the air with Kiss. Hello. Doing well. First to person on the phone. Just in case you can't see this out there, people on the radio, she's doing sign language. <laughs> Let's try again. Another button. Hello. KJR, you're on the phone. Smoke no, we're going to hit a phone. We're going to hit a song is what we're going to hit. Yeah, and then we'll come back and we'll do that. Smoke right. signal. What's, a, what's 100 feet? Oh, I think... It is! I can't believe it! Gene Simmons! Christine 16! All right! KJR with Kiss. We'll be back in just a minute. KJR and Christine 16. Skywalker and I have Paul Stanley, Gene Simmons, and Ace Frehley as my guests tonight. Ow! 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 Right now, let's go. Hello. What? We want to talk to our fans. We want to talk to our fans. Well, let's do it. Let's go for the phones right now. Press that button and hello. KJR, you're on the phone with Kiss. I'd like to know um, whether or not um, these kids people take off their makeup in public. No, no, we have it on all the we time. We have it on right now. Matter of fact, Skywalker's got our makeup on right now. We were we were born with makeup. We were born with high heels. Our parents wear makeup. Our parents wear high heels. <laughs> <laughs> we're just four happy-go-lucky guys that wear makeup. You know what I mean? See? How come you guys won't let us see you without your makeup on? Because... Because. We want to keep the mystique. You, uh, the truth is we're so stunning oh. without it that uh, I think it would just... <laughs> Sounds like a chicken in the back. All right, back to the next phone call. We KJ, love you anyway. KJR, hello, you're with Kiss. Hello. Uh, oh, hey, how are you guys? Hey, what do you say? You ever get tired of uh, people putting bad stories about you in the Star Magazine? No. No, you know... Those people, those people got nothing better to do, and we don't have any time for those people. Hey, as long as they write about you, then you gotta... Uh, when they stop writing about you, then that's when you gotta worry. No matter what they say, it's okay. Right? You got it. Right. DJ. Okay, on to the next call. KJR, you're on with Kiss. Hi! Hi! Hi, KJR. Hi! What's your name? I'm Marlene. Marlene? Marlene. Molly. Molly. Hi, you guys. How are you? We're fine. How, how you doing? Fine. Um, I was wondering if any of you guys are married and how long you've been married. Well, one of us is married. Guess. Uh, guess which one, and the rest of us are happy fathers. Oh. <laughs> we, uh, we've got lots of rock and roll babies all across America, and because hey, you were out there, you made it possible. Uh -huh. I just want to say you guys are excellent singers. Thank you. Thank you. Um, uh, I'm uh, Liam and I'm not going to be able to go to your concert tomorrow night. That's okay. You can show up at the hotel later. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's the Edgewater. <laughs> All right. Thanks. thanks no, no. That's, we're only kidding. Thanks a lot for your call. We'll no, we're staying at the Holiday Inn. Take some more calls in just a second, but right now, we are going to listen to, I believe, Beth. Is that right? That's right. Peter's not here. Press that button. Peter's here in spirit, and he sang this and composed it with Bobby. Under spirit. <laughs> No, he's the, he's the real romantic of the band. What a guy. He's under the influence of the spirit. Spoiler. 
The can opener. Friends of Hammerhead. <laughs> KJR, a nice song. Peter Chris wrote that, is right? That's right. right. Yeah, Peter did. And he sings it too. What a guy! Is that uh, we're lucky? A special lady named Beth in his life? Yeah, they're all a special. <laughs> they're all special. They're all, all special. All right, good deal. Isn't, isn't that time for me to? Uh... Not yet. Just a sec. I will give you the finger, the point. <laughs> <laughs> I will point my finger when it's time to read that. KJR, I'm Skywalker. <laughs> Paul Stanley, Gene Simmons, and Ace Frehley. <laughs> Yeah, fall into the guys. This is Jumpin' Gene Simmons right here on KJR 95 Real Rock Radio. Right now, you can save 15 to 30% during the Gap's Yellow Tax Sale. You'll find store-wide special values for every member of the family, but hurry! Sale ends November the 25th. There's a Gap's near you, including Northgate Mall and Sea. Hi, I noticed you, Nath. I noticed you. KJR, and I think Ace is going to give us a forecast here. You ready to lay it on us? Uh, this is the Seattle area weather. Increasing clouds tonight. Chance of rain tomorrow, tomorrow night, and Thanksgiving Day. Low tonight in the 40s. Highs tomorrow near 50. Temperature now. Is that the correct that's temperature? It, that's the it, temperature yeah. now is 33, which is a lucky number for Peter Chris. Which God love a used car from this man. Over. Get out of here. <laughs> minor. Let's take some more calls. All right. Let's go to the phone. Hello, KJR. You're on with Kiss. Hey, uh, what's going on? Hey. Oh, hey. 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 Uh, out and about tonight. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. That's the other country. <laughs> We're back home. Uh, Paul. Yeah. Uh, Remember last time you were here last year? Nope. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, we did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember. He called up and, um, and he said, you know, he asked me to come to you're doing everything, and, and you said as many as you want. Right. He said four, and you'll be doing one. Well, you know, we, we're trying to do like 80 cities in, in six months, and uh, oh. we got to spread the rock. Yeah, okay, I get it. Okay. okay. And you got a piece of the rock tomorrow night. So That's be right. there and you'll love it. Ace Fraley for a Kiss concert. All right, on to our next call. Hello. You're on KJR with Kiss. Hi. Hi. How's it going? Oh, pretty good. You tell us. How's it going? Oh, it's okay. All right. I was just wondering, you know, if you could... I, I couldn't get any tickets. I was wondering if you could send me a couple. Uh, for next year, probably. Why? Why? Yeah. Because we love you. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Okay, on to our next call. KJR, you're on with Kiss. Hi, I'd like to know, um, when you guys decided to make a group, how did you, why did you decide to be, you know, put makeup on and everything? Mm. Well, we, we thought that it wasn't fair that uh, for centuries girls were able to put on makeup, so we wanted to put on makeup too. Yep, and that's why Jean wears a dress. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll get back to more calls in just a few minutes. And we'll be back with Kiss in a few minutes. KJR Skywalker with Kiss tonight on the radio. And uh, we're going to head to the phones in just a second here. I think Paul. Guy? Yeah. Ace has something to, to say. Go Ace? for it. Yeah, tonight there's a, a party for all KISS fans. It'll be at the Edgewater. Oh, it's at the Edgewater Hall. It's at the Edgewater Hotel. It'll be under Rick Alberti's name. It's incredible. your manager, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think Big so. party okay. tonight. Paul this has is, something here. This is called a public service <laughs> announcement. It says here that the Puget Sound Musicians Referral Service can help you get together with other musicians, roadies, and technicians. Technicians here are spelled wrong. For more info... <laughs> I mean, who spells technicians? T-E-C-H-N-I-C-C-I-N-S. I mean, come on, give me a break here. What is this, comedy? Get back For to more info, call KJR. Some of the best bands around got together through referral services. All right. Okay, I think we're ready to do a drawing, too. We've had a...
Call four. Your call five. Keep trying. Your call six. Your call seven. Your call eight. And I think we have call nine coming in momentarily. Okay. Call eight. This is call eight. And we have call nine right here. Hello, your call nine. What's your name? Call nine. What's your name? Nathan. You're going to see Kiss in concert tomorrow night. You're going to see Kiss in concert tomorrow night, man. I can't. All right, congratulations. You can't? No. How come? I'm broke. No. <laughs> you just won two tickets. That's all right. You can scalp them. You just won two tickets to go see him from Casablanca Records, Concerts West, and Seattle's KJR. The city was guarded by the Sphinx, who denied entrance to all who could not answer its riddle. 79. All right, this is Paul Selig telling you, for the latest styles and watches and features, see the selection of Accutron Quartz, Boulevard, and Caravelle at your local fine jewelry and department stores, available at the barn in the fine jewelry department, all stores except downtown Everett. It's about time. Woo, all right, KJR, we're with Kiss live on the air. Yeah, right now, let's point. go to the phones again. The brand? Hello, KJR, you're live with Kiss. Hello, KJR, you're on the air. Hello, on to another call. Okay, um, I think the group Kiss is just great. Hey! <laughs> and my brother is a great fan of theirs. So are you. Uh, what? So are you. Oh, yeah, I know. That's right. I was a fan of theirs, too. Anyway, I was wondering if you could say hi to my little brother, Stephen, who's sick tonight. Hi, little brother, Stephen. That's it. How are you? You just did it as well. Oh, that's good. Well, it's good talking to you. Nice talking to you. Great concert. Too bad I'm not going. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. You can't make it? No, I can't. Well, let me give you a little sample of the concert. <laughs> okay, on to another call. Hello, KJR. You're on with Kiss. Hey. Hey. Hey, it's Mike Bosco. Hi, Mike Bosco. Bosco. Hey. hey. I know your brother, Johnny Kokomo. <laughs> <laughs> How are you, Mike? Uh, I wonder if you guys are going to play some old time. Yeah. Yes. Kentucky home. <laughs> old Man River. <laughs> no, we're going to do uh, Firehouse and all the old uh, hitsies. All right. Rock and roll all night, stuff like that. You can have lasers? No, we will not. We ain't gonna have lasers. We are not gonna have lasers. We don't need lasers, man. <laughs> okay, let's go on to another call. Hello, KJR. You're on with Kiss. Hello. You're on the air. Wake up, wake up. Hello. Too much time. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. You're with Kiss. Hi. Hi. You are with Kiss, as in the biblical sense. Um, okay, how long does it take to put on your makeup? About an hour. That long? How long does it take you to put on your makeup? <laughs> Oh, you should join Kiss. You're fast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll be back with more phone calls in just a minute. Right now, I think this is one of Paul's favorite songs, right? Oh, good song, good song. Yeah, New Jefferson Starship. Starship. Jane. KJR Skywalker on the air tonight with Paul Stanley, Gene Simmons, and Ace Fraley. Kind of co-doing this thing here on 95, yeah. and right now Ace is uh, going to do a drawing. We're going to reach, reach down and do the drawing for the night on the town. I'm, I'm reaching real low for this one. <laughs> and uh, the winner of the KISS concert package, which includes limousine to the concert and back, backstage passes and dinner with the members of the group, 
Incredible. I don't believe it. It's incredible. <laughs> the winner is Kevin Huff. H-U-F-F. Age 21 of Seattle. Phone number is... It's a great sound Alright, we'd like to congratulate Kevin. We'll see you tomorrow night backstage, Kevin. That's right. Back weird now, Kevin. You know what I mean? Okay. Alright, we'll be back with more phone calls in just a second. KJR, let's go to the phone right now. Hello, you're on KJR with Kiss. Hello. Oh, it sounds like Jimi Hendrix. <laughs> Hello, you're on Randy KJR. Randy Hanson. Right. Incredible. You're on the air. This is Tom. Um, I'd like to know when your first concert was. When our first concert was? Yeah. January... We were born. January 73, 74. And what? New, New York City. New York City, the Palladium. It's now called the... Palladium, it was called the Academy of Music. All right, close, but no cigars, okay. All right, thanks for your call. Let's bye go bye. to another, another phone call. Hello, you're on KJR with Kiss. Somebody's headphones are feeding back. No, it's, a, it's a radio. It's a radio there. Okay, on to another phone call. You're on KJR with Kiss. Uh, um, can I talk to who? Ace. Ace. I thought you said Sven. 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 Ace is here. Hello. Hello. Hi, Carly. Hi. What's up? Are you staying at Eduardo Inn? No. No, 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 I was only no. kidding. You're not. Huh? You're not. How old are you? Eleven. <laughs> no, I'm not no. saying that, no. <laughs> okay, on to another phone call. You're on KJR with Kiss. But Rick Alberti is. That's right, the Kiss Party in Rick Alberti. Rick Alberti with the Edgewater. <laughs> you will be there. <laughs> Meet members of the group. Everybody, what it's like working for this man, right? It's terrible. It's trouble. We just want you to know that our representative from our management office is standing right in front of us, nude. Joking. Nude, waiting to meet all the fans. <laughs> They'll be coming to the Edgewater tonight in Rick Alberti's room. A-L-B-E-R-T-A. Rick. That's right. Tonight and tonight only. Tuesday night in Seattle. Meet members of KISS in Rick Alberti's suite at the Edgewater Inn. That's right. KISS is coming to town. KISS will be there. Yes. Okay, let's well, get another phone call here. We're only kidding. Yeah. Hello, you're on KJR with KISS. Um, my name's Gunnar So? Um... <laughs> Where's Peter tonight? Peter? Peter's back at the hotel uh, recuperating from a bad cold. We had, uh, he met a fan last night, and uh, a fan S. It was a GE fan. A fan S. <laughs> All right, thanks. Uh-huh. It was incredible. Thanks for your call. Here's We're on the red line, a new song off the new Foreigner album. It's a song about cars and rock and roll. I like it. Simmons and Ace Fraley is my guest tonight. And Paul, I think you're ready to do it and give away your guitar, right? Okay, let's go digging into this. Dig down there. All right, the winner of Paul Stanley's guitar is Gary Coles. Age, age 15 from Seattle. Gary Coles, rock on. Gary, Gary we hope you practice on that guitar. Slightly Come used. As good as Paul is. Come Slightly on. used, huh? Okay, we have, we have one more announcement. Tuesday, 
Tuesday. Tuesday. And Tuesday only. Meet members of KISS at the KISS party at the Edgewater Hotel in Rick Halliburty's room. KISS. KISS tonight at the Edgewater. Rick Halliburty's room. Let's go to the phones right now. Hello, you're on the air with KJR and KISS. Hi, can I talk to Dean? Yes, I'm right here. Who's this? My name's Marty. Hi, Marty. Hi. Uh, I liked in that movie. What? <laughs> no, that was an extra. What's up, Marty? How long did it take you to learn how to breathe fire? How long did it take me? Uh, about two feet long. About two feet long? <laughs> <laughs> Can I talk to you for a second? Yeah, for one yeah. second. Yes, how long did it teach me to... Yeah, go ahead. No, Paul, I got a different question for you. Okay. Remember when you said that uh, a bunch of pictures were taking you guys to make them and you said it's different people? Right. I got a bunch of pictures of you guys without makeup, and I'm positive it's you guys. Great. No, that's not us. That's bad company. No, I know Peter without his makeup. Really? Yeah, it's you, I'd love to see it, because I don't know what he looks like. You want to see it? Peter sure. always wears his makeup. I got you guys... It's, I got one of you guys from Inquirer News Magazine. That's not us. That's not us. That's not us. That's the Supremes. On to another call. All right. Hello, you're on the air with KJ Arnkiss. All right, hi. Hi. Um, I'd like to ask you a question. Okay. You may. Okay. I want to know your guys' middle names. Okay. Mine's Rupert. Gene Rupert Simmons. <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't We don't have any. Actually, mine is uh, God of Thunder. Gene God of Thunder Simmons. Uh, <laughs> My middle name is Danny. Danny? Ace Danny Franklin. <laughs> 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 My middle name is Caesar. Uh, Paul Caesar Stanley. Oh my. <laughs> All right, on to another phone call. Actually, my middle name is Banger. That's like Banger Maine. Banger Maine. Gene Hello, Banger. you're on KJR with Kiss. <laughs> Hello, you're on the air with Kiss. Hello. Hello. Hi, oh, baby. Oh, this sounds like a lady. <laughs> what's What's your name, honey? Vicky. Vicky. Can I speak to Paul? Yes. Yeah, this is this is Paul. I was going to say this is Vicky. You know that. Hey, sweetheart, can you turn down your radio first? Turn down the radio. <laughs> okay, now turn off the lights. Oh, you <laughs> Okay, Paul? Yes. Are you as cute and sexy as you look and sound? Yes, he is. He is. He's more sexy than he is on stage. You wouldn't believe it. I'm sitting next to him. This is Hayes talking, and he is so sexy that I'm I'm having trouble not touching him. It's incredible. <laughs> you heard it first. You're having trouble not touching him. I can imagine if I was sitting next to him. Boy, I tell you, if you were sitting next to me, I probably wouldn't hit you like I just hit Ace. What? <laughs> Okay, thanks a lot for your call. Okay, bye-bye. We'll see you tomorrow night. Sky, we got, we'd got. we love to stay longer, and I'm sure you'd love to, to have to stay longer. I would. Rick, Rick Alberti's got to get us back to the edge of <laughs> For the party. <laughs> for the party. In the Am I invited? This is what yes, I want yes. to know. Yes. <laughs> All right, well, I appreciate you guys coming by today. Well, listen, we're, we're sorry. This was such a boring uh, kind of thing. What? <laughs> Are you so related serious. to Luke? Luke? Luke, no, no. Skywalker? Luke, not me and Luke, no. <laughs> the only thing... Oh, we hear music. Hey, that's it, your music. That's, that's our... Well, hey, listen, we guys, thanks a lot you. for coming by, really. We appreciate tomorrow. it. We'll see you we tomorrow night you. at Seattle. 8 o'clock, right? Yep, you got it. Seattle, mwah! We love you.
And that's our show. Thanks again for listening. Be sure to check us out on the web at www.podkiss.com. If you'd like to contact the podcast, please drop us a line at podcast at gmail.com. Big thanks to Julian and everyone at KISS FAQ. That's a website that has tons of information about KISS and a great message board. Thanks also to Keith LaRue and everyone else at KISS Online for their great work representing the hottest band in the land. And of course, big thanks always to Paul Stanley, Gene Simmons, Ace Fraley, Peter Chris, Vinnie Vincent, Bruce Kulick, Eric Singer, Tommy Thayer, and the memory of the late great Eric Carr, and the late great Mark St. John. You are KISS. And we are your army. See you soon. Podkiss is created by the KISS Army for the KISS Army, and it is available for free as an internet download. Podkiss is not affiliated with KISS or any of its members, past or present. Thank you for listening to Podkiss, the KISS fanzine for your ears.